and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. They want to make a movie of Little Shop of Horrors, and they were thinking of Taron Edgerton. Yeah, I and saw that. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Nope. Stop. Nope. Not good. How about Henry Cavill and... No. <laughs> okay. Wrong way. Rick Moranis yes. and okay, the okay, woman I got this. who like, originated the fucking role on Broadway. Originated the movie. Originated the and part, is still doing it. Is still doing it, by the way, because she's by far the best. She is the only person who can sing in the way that she sings by doing like a Brooklyn accent and singing that high. Yeah. Yeah. John Cena. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Honestly, like John Mulaney. I'm not even Ooh. kidding when I say that. If he could yeah. sing, he can't sing. But, no. But he would be great. And he's like, John, too, no, Seymour, you have to be like, he's not sincere enough. That's Seymour, you have to be really sincere. Yeah, Rick Moranis is just perfect for that part. Yeah. He is really, you can't not talk yeah. that. Yeah, it's almost like we already have the perfect version That's of this true. and we just don't need to touch it. Touch. Uh, listen to a future episode of this podcast for, yeah. that, for more on that. On what? We already did it. <laughs> oh. What, Little Shop? Yeah. No, we, we haven't, haven't watched it. We haven't watched that pod. yet. What? No, we didn't do that yet. We didn't do it? No, no we didn't do that yet. We haven't watched it. What? Um, check in next time we're recording, because I believe we do the Little Shop as our next chunk. Okay, and it's you pronounced and- Berenstein Bears, right? You and Marty probably talked about it for an hour after one of our recordings. That's probably- We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> well, I waited for my mom to finish talking to her friend and give me a ride oh to my football God. practice. Speaking of that, once again, I'm watching The West Wing. No. What a show. <laughs> Don't yeah. want to. What a show. When mom. CJ does The Jackal. Let's well, I- talk about this for the Oh, my God. I hope Kristen. Time. If Kristen watches ahead and watches that fucking episode with Help Me, I'll be yeah. so upset. Because i got to see CJ do The Jackal. You haven't seen. Kelly, I've got a question for you. Have you seen CJ do the jackal? <laughs> Welcome to follow-up statement. And You've got to see CJ do the jackal. Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs, <laughs> a podcast about dumb shit. I'm, I'm Kelly. <laughs> I tried to. You make this big deal about. What? I'm the only one who says my name, but you won't let anyone get a name in. You fucking edgewise, get your name you right after I say I'm Kelly. Okay, fine. I didn't say and I'm Kelly. I just said I'm Kelly this time. <laughs> this time you're Kelly. This time I'm Kelly. What were you last time? Every time you move your arm, your mic moves a little bit, and it's making me want to blow my brains out. Are you? Wait, is your is that cord wrapped around your arm? Yeah, yes. you gotta stop doing cord. that. Again. I didn't now do that. I didn't notice it. It's okay. I noticed it. That's Scott. That's Marty. <laughs> Thank you. You uh, can tell by who I pointed to. <laughs> Welcome to our very special twenty fifth episode, everyone. Yeah, off to really a great got start. This fucking down. Off to an agree. Just like the first episode, we're mostly talking about the technical inner workings of making a podcast <laughs> and about future movies we're going to review. Allow yeah. us to peel back that curtain. Uh huh. This is going to be a retrospective episode. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the past. Yeah. We got some clips. A rich history. Yeah. <laughs> I just hit my head. <laughs> hey, wait. Who oh, are you was, two guys? That was a fun oh. time. Yeah, Scott, who are you? Your who name, am I? Your name is Scott Carey. Boy, you're one of the hosts of Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. I am? Yeah. We review spoof movies, novelty songs, and novelty products every week. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> yeah. You'll, oh, my God. Kelly, we can start from the beginning. Sounds we like be- something I'll never get sick of. Hold on. Go get the napkins. <laughs> go get the napkins. <laughs> What are those? Oh, well, Traditional white napkins, to be sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, but with Mickey Mouse's. <gasps> oh, this is so novel to me. Twenty-five episodes like in, everything God. is. I don't know what any. I've this amnesia is making everything a novelty. We product. get to keep bringing up the Mickey Mouse napkins. What is this device this in front of my of face? Scott. We are reviewing this week 
This is. Well, boys, finish it off. Sp- uh. No. That's right. For our very special 25th episode, we have to pick one of the famous... We're reviewing. This is... Sp- <laughs> we had to pick a famous spoof movie. It's, it's, from it's this, The girl from This Is Us is announcing the title yeah. for us this week. It's very I funny. had... We'll eat rats and rats. Did you call it This Is Us? Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah you called it This I Is Us. I was so confused. <laughs> I died in a fire. The sitcom, I turned my the horse up to The horror drama on ABC. <laughs> it's not even on ABC. You got I don't know. What, hey, you dumbass. You don't know what channel This Is Us is on? It's on the National okay. Broadcasting Company's network. Whatever. Uh, so this is a 1984 rocking mockumentary directed by Rob Reiner featuring Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, <laughs> Harry Shear. All right. Hold on a second. <laughs> While you're copying a certain joke format, it's still very good. Thank you. Portraying a filmmaker documenting a failed tour by the band Spinal Tap, a heavy metal meets Sex Pistols meets Queen UK heavy, like rock band. Yeah. Type. So, gentlemen, this is a very famous movie. It's been referenced to death. I didn't really want to review this movie because the one time I've seen it before, I thought it was just fine because hey. I had seen all the jokes a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But watching it this time, guys, I had a different opinion. Watching it this time, I also thought it was just fine. I thought it was... Slightly better than fun. Yeah, I agree. Because I actually thought there was a lot of fun character moments and a lot of little gags that really carried the whole time. Except for, and we'll get to this later on, but the end of this movie was not as strong. Yeah, it really falls off towards the end a little bit for me. Yeah. But this is, that seems to be a running theme in a lot of these. It's uh, it's really hard to end a comedy. But uh, true, I think that about like every every movie, if there's if there's one act that's causing problems, I'm usually pointing my finger at that third. I'm, I usually don't. It's act two for me. Is act two, or if you're a four act movie, act two and act three are always really rough for me. I always think movies start strong and end strong. But I hate act one. I just want to know who everybody is. I just want to read a title, a card before I walk Can in. Can we cut twenty minutes into and this then movie? just start? Right? Yeah, just start mid sentence. <laughs> well, this movie starts with. Uh, Rob Reiner introducing the movie because this is a, a band he was a fan of and he made this documentary on their tour for their album Smell the Glove. And mm-hmm. so we meet Spinal Tap right he's, at the see, one of the, the He says Spinal Tap is a band known for, I forget, like their passion, their energy, and their punctuality. <laughs> which I thought was funny because here's the thing. Traditionally with bands, they're sloppy. They're very late usually to things. Yeah, which, they're on Green Bay time. Yeah. <laughs> what is that Nice time? inside joke. Yeah. <clears throat> No, we won't explain it. If you want an explanation, wait until episode 50. Yeah. (laughs) The characters in Spinal Tap first appeared in a sketch comedy show called The TV Show, which featured McKean and Guest, who had been, like, improv partners for a long time, and Shearer and Reiner, who had been, like, an actor and director on the two things. Actually, Reiner was an actor as well at the time, which is where McKean and Guest kind of invented the two main characters for this, and Reiner eventually secured funds for them to work out a script. Wait, is Spinal Tap from 1984, too? Oh, my God. Guys. Wow. Orwell predicted yeah, this. Yeah, Orwell was like, the spoof trifecta. <laughs> Dangerously tap. An Axel F. <laughs> <laughs> the classic movie-movie song combo. This uh, entire movie was shot in Los Angeles County, for a fun fact, because they are portraying a tour, but they... Nice. All in L.A. 
Even I'm thinking including... of a different movie that uh, <laughs> takes place over a band's tour and it was shot in one city. I have no idea what you're talking about. This movie also uh, was filmed, quote-unquote, at Shank Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, yeah. which did not exist. Wait, what do you mean film, quote-unquote? Because it didn't exist at the time. There was no Shank Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Whoa. The Shank Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin was named after the movie. I truly did not know that. <laughs> I forgot about this fact. And fun fact, either. we shot in Shank Hall for our touring band movie yeah. as well. Well, it's, and I was going to say, because, yeah, like I said, I've been in Shank Hall, been yeah. to the backstage. And yeah. it's like, there's no, because that thing. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it like, yeah. did not look like the same place. Apparently, the owner of Shank Hall had booked them for a different show and told them he was go- if he ever opened his own venue, he would name it Shank Hall in wow. honor of that because he lived in Milwaukee at the time. Yes. Neat. So this movie is basically just a, everyone knows this movie. It's the band is like, we slowly learn that these guys are really dumb and also that they're not as popular as they used to be mm-hmm. and no one's coming to their shows and they eventually start fighting over this stuff. That's basically the, the movie. It's sort nutshell. of like every band, like I feel <laughs> every like this movie is a very common bands. band story. Like, uh, it's famous. Like right. Most- after they're famous, yeah, yes. after they're famous, or after they peak, walk hard. Was People like this. Pop love star was like watching this. bands come together, but there's one thing they love more: Damn. watching them apart, break up. Yeah, Kelly, what? <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> oh, <laughs> were you gonna? <laughs> Let's break up the band. Gonna... People oh. love it. No, we, gotta uh, just, we gotta get the cameras rolling first. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what are you guys? You guys both kind of gave your initial thoughts, but anything stand out to you? Because you guys have both seen this before, I assume. Yeah. Lots of chortles from me. Yeah, Lots it's of a chortler. I mean, I th- my nose. that's the the mocu- There's no. I don't think there's really a true like knee slapper mockumentary. I think it's kind of designed, and especially the guest ones. I, well, I don't know because like Best in Show got had me like belly laugh. I thought Guffman was really really funny. Also, yeah, I was Guffman laughing out loud had watching that. Of like, yeah. this is nuts. Hmm. This is just silly. Well, you guys are both wearing turtlenecks right now, so that <laughs> makes sense. And gold chains. I do think <laughs> Rob Reiner specifically. While I really think he's actually really great in this movie. Uh, his movies in general, when he directs, they're they're never they, he makes like comedies, right? But they're never to me, they're never knee slappers. Like Princess Bride is not like I'm not laughing the whole time. I'm just like enjoying it the whole. Should time. Should our rating system be like knee slappers, chuckle buckets, chortlers, oh, uh, chortlers, chortlers, and nose bad. laughs, and bad, dead silence. <laughs> My soul is caving in. Yeah, it's an American Carol. Yeah, and then American Carol. <laughs> That's the worst one. That's uh, by itself. Feeble. Yeah. And then no. Feebles for Kelly. Feebles above American I can't Carol. believe that. Uh, uh, American Carol's bad. Don't get me wrong. So, like, that, there's not much more to describe as far as the plot goes. It's pretty straightforward. But I do think the movie, this is the thing I really appreciate watching this movie. The way they reveal that the band is not as successful as they are kind of presenting themselves to be, it's done really slowly, I thought, over the course of the movie. Like, yeah. I don't think they, they they really take their time with, like, getting to the point of, like, oh, no one's going to see these guys. All their shows are getting canceled. No one is, like, interviewing them. Like, they do a really good job just, like, planting seeds and just, like, slowly building that stuff, I thought. And then also it's, like, they're, they're – because they, they kind of – in, like, flashbacks or whatever, or like, yeah. old footage, they show that the band has been around since, like, the British invasion. Yeah. Yes. And has gone through, like, all these eras, which implies that, like, well, then all these guys would have to be, like, in their, like, late 40s. <laughs> or, like, yeah, they'd be like, really yeah, old. Like, one of those Which I guess bits. sort of yeah. makes sense, too. I feel like that's, like, the, one of the most common bits we see is just, like, they should be really old, but they're not, or, like, vice versa. Well, yeah. I in this movie, and, like, lots of other music movies like this, does every single band in any fake band movie always have to be, they were formerly the Beatles, and now they're a different band? That is such a... 
that joke is so old. Like, I get that this movie kind of probably created this joke, but like, like Walk Hard did this. Like, tons of movies. I'm just do this saying bit. that I think in a, especially in a mockumentary, part yeah. of it is that you're working hard to create a reality, reality. Mm-hmm. and uh, they break it by doing that. Yeah, I, I agree. don't think Walk Hard. Walk Hard didn't really do that. They were just like no, no, no. But it was similar to being the Beatles, and then the Beatles yes. showed up. Yes. But yeah, I guess that. Yeah, but there's I definitely agree. like I feel like I've seen other movies that are like music movies where the, they flash back and that's like they were the Beatles before, but now they do different harder music or something like that. And it's like we get it. The Beatles had different genres. Like I understand the joke here is that the Beatles transformed over time and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But yeah, I do think Michael McKean's performance in those flashbacks is fun because he kind of just like he's kind of like dead eyed and staring at the camera when he's performing these like very like bippy boppy like pop songs sort of yeah which i really i really enjoyed that aspect of it but Uh, the songs were uh i think that was what was kind of lost on me the first time i watched it and i caught more of this time Mm. is uh those songs are pretty funny they're good they're also good i enjoyed listening to them tonight i'm gonna rock you's fun my introduction to spinal tap was i think guitar hero 2 had it was What's either the first song that they I think play? it's Big Bottom, right? Would be the no, one. No, no. No, I think it. I think it's tonight. Tonight I'm gonna rock. Tonight I'm gonna rock. Yeah, you. Okay. yeah. I think I was in Guitar Hero one or two. So I remember playing. And it I was like, Hero wow, Spinal Tap. Why is this in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this band in my life. The the uh, the Big Bottom song. Here's a little Easter egg. If you look. They're all playing bass guitars. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. This movie, ah, there's, there's, there's bits in this movie and little like side gags that are way funnier than any of the famous bits. No, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I, I think. A lot of the jokes are like hidden, in, and I think that's why yeah. people like this somewhat. Uh, this movie, or this, it has this, the same quality that. Um, a lot of those Edgar Wright comedies have yeah, is where yeah. the more you rewatch it, the little there's like subtle like or it's like a nesting well, doll even of like jokes. The, like the scene where they're sort of like mingling with investors and they all have herpes outbreak. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I did not notice. <laughs> oh my that god! It was, the first yeah. couple times I watched it, and it's just like I love that's that. very silly. Like, yeah, what a weird it's, thing for them. Yeah. To do. The build up to the like it goes to eleven gag, which is like the setup is that C- Christopher Guest is just showing Rob Reiner like all of his guitars that he has, and he's asking yeah. him if he plays any of them. The whole thing leading up to that is so good; it's just very enjoyable. Him being like, "Don't touch it! Don't yeah. even look at yeah. it!" Yeah. <laughs> Their banter. I love every scene with just Reiner and Guest riffing on each other. Where like the character is that Guest is like kind of an ignorant dummy, and Reiner is just like he's just like a nice guy. He's like, he's being the interviewer kind of yeah. character. The, the, the style of the two performances would really well, they, play off each other. And they riff off each other really well. Like yeah. when mm-hmm. it's clearly not, I would say it's clearly not scripted. I don't know for sure, but like when they're chewing gum, half and half, it's I like half know. and half, but yeah. he's yeah. like doing the gum chewing thing and he's got his gum on his finger, but he's like already chewing one piece. <laughs> and the guy's like, why is your gum on your finger? And he's just like, because I'm saving it for later. And then he's like, just put it on the table. He's like, no, I might forget it. <laughs> like, he's not worried about it getting gross on the table. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, I might forget it. <laughs> the, the main interview that they keep cutting back to also, and it's just like clear that they are trying so, they're clearly, it's all improvised. It's just yeah. Reiner throwing them a question and then just like, going in the most insane directions and clearly trying to make each other break. And there's one early on where they do make each other break. That's smiling a lot throughout Mm -hmm. the like, and they kind of, I think they use the smiles more often earlier in the film to make it seem like, Oh, they're just buddies. They're getting along. And then later on they break off of that. But But when they manage to stay in character too, it's also, they're saying like the most like 
insane shit with like the most like disaffected like attitudes like yeah. telling the, these crazy stories they say that they go to the isle of lucy at one point is like a, an anecdote they're talking about the isle of lucy <laughs> yes it's very funny yeah but by the end of the movie is when it the band starts breaking up and the way they break up the band is that michael it's McKean's, like a yoko ono they do a yoko ono oh, i just got the isle of lucy thing <laughs> It just came. To, I'm like, why? What? What? What is that? Yeah. Well, it worked then. Yeah, they do a Yoko Ono thing, and it's the most just afterthought thing that they could have done for this. Very. Bit. It doesn't. It's oh so yeah, weak. again, and no, for how dude, original the rest of the movie is, it's very like exactly. And, yeah, and and also she doesn't have any character. Her character, every girlfriend yeah. in a spoof movie, is a one dimensional character. Literally, they're just there to argue with the men who are right. Is yeah. like the bit they do, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, and it, yeah, it goes nowhere, or it should have been. I thought where it was going was that uh, the the girlfriend would work together with the uh, the their old manager and this was what would bring about a new era for them is that they need they kind of imply both. that they when because when they go to japan they're both there together i think so they are implying that that's like the, but we don't get to see any of that so it's but like I, you show I like an saw, image of that it seemed more like she was just along for the ride because she seemed really bitter and angry yeah and the guy had his like uh cricket paddle the manager yeah, mm-hmm. which also felt like they only did that so that you wouldn't sympathize too hard with him because he feels like he's he feels so sad the whole time. Like mm-hmm. he's clearly like the way that the actor portrays him is like he clearly knows that the band is failing and that there's nothing he can do, but he's trying so hard to make it work and mm-hmm. he's just miserable the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they don't want you to feel for him because they want you to feel for the band, so they give him a cricket bat or, where he hurts people with it. But I think the cricket bat could make it uh, almost like more – like imagine if it was like Michael Scott doing that, like him saying like, oh, I'm a tough guy when it's like obviously not true. Yeah. And that okay. sort of makes you sympathize with him more because Fair. he's like disillusioned. Yeah. He thinks he's like a tough. hot shot yeah. music guy. Like, Ooh, I'm in the nitty gritty of the music biz, but like he's like obviously this like fucking like starched collared dork. I think you're right, actually. I think yeah. that is what they're going for. Yeah, but I but right. I mean your read of it is not wrong yeah, either. I, no, think I think they could have right. hit that like Michael's that's like when they do those moments in the office, I think it's clearer. Right. Yeah. Right. You get that he's the joke. He's the butt of the joke there. Yeah. So there's a lot of like in my opinion, like plot holes. I mean, it's a fucking spoof movie, so it's not that big of yeah. a deal. But they were they had to get creative with how to introduce bits. I think because like when you're a touring band, like the way that they're touring, you have like one stage show, and then you play all your songs, and you have like the same sort of set pieces for every song. Yeah, you know, for every yeah. show you play. So they d- they would like space out all the different bits. The Stonehenge thing was like the biggest plot hole for me, but it hit the hardest. Like I liked it the most, I think, mm-hmm. because they screw up the dimensions for the Stonehenge. They ask an artist, obviously, to uh, uh, create Stonehenge for them, and they give her like the dimensions on a napkin, and it's inches instead of feet. Mm-hmm. So she makes like a knee high replica of Stonehenge in there, and then it they're argue, the manager. The real plot about hole it. is that he didn't put it in centimeters. <laughs> yeah, true. For real. Uh, so there, he's arguing with the artist about it, and then it sort of just cuts to them singing about this like epic, like in an ancient time. Yeah, ancient. Like they're just making it out to be super epic, and then it slowly lowers from the ceiling. And the he the manager didn't tell the band about it, so their reactions to yeah. it I thought were like really genuine and funny. Like yeah. they were 
Yeah. I don't know. I just like that whole, like, I mean, setup. yeah, realistically, you probably would have mentioned it beforehand, but then we wouldn't have this fun And also, moment. you wouldn't yeah. change your set design on, a, like, an unsuccessful tour every single show, which they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, mentioned it like they had done this before yeah. and then, like, stopped doing it. Yeah. Because it was too expensive and then he just gives in and does oh. it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the idea. I really enjoyed the uh, when they get lost in the uh, the labyrinth of one place and they keep running into the same like employee backstage who keeps giving them like oh, confusing yeah. directions and they keep circling back through all of these yeah. hallways and stuff. Again, that gave that me anxiety. So I've literally I had know. nightmares that are that. So, but it's uh, like, how big is this building that they're getting so lost in this place? Yeah. But them them walking around corners, having to like move their guitars around and like running into stuff, so funny. So welcome so funny. to my yeah. life. No, because it's playing off of something that's real. That's what that's the stuff in this movie that's really good is like all the really grounded bits are all really really funny yeah it was like a hard times article (laughs) come to life yeah yeah this whole movie could have just been a hard times article yeah shorten (laughs) it it would have been worse probably worse shorter uh I think uh Scott's Casio keyboard just played a bow wow sound there was a bark (laughs) I hear it Mm. it's in my head that gummy's <laughs> Shut up, Scott. Edit point here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good uh, cameos in this movie. You got Fred Willard shows up at one point. You got Bruno Kirby showing up at one Dreshy. point. Dreshy. Yeah, Fred Fran Willard. Drescher. Yep. Fred Willard, he's the arm airbase guy, right? Yes, correct. Yep. So they're playing at an airbase. Yep. And Fred Willard's just, they're just, it's they're like playing a airbase at an airbase. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a 60s sort of old-timey ball dance thing. Mm-hmm. And Fred Willard is just like, and then just one request, guys. Play a slow tune that I can dance to, <laughs> and then it cuts, it's a hard cut to them singing, working on a sex farm. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Gonna plow your field. It's like the lyrics of the song. It's great. Yeah. Sex Very farm. Funny. That's a good metaphor. Yeah. yeah. I am ready to review if you guys are. Uh, Well... Just one, there's a good blend of um, plots. Fucking goddamn it. Hold on. Let's play the Scott. Scott, uh, unlock his phone jingle right here, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's the only one who ever <laughs> has trouble with his notes. There's a good blend of jokes and plot. Like, I, you th- relate to the characters well. I think I. D- I, I of the spoofs that like break the fourth wall and like bend reality and stuff, and then the spoofs more like this, where like it's it's taking place in like a cohesive world. Yeah. I think I erred more towards the latter. I yeah, think I like sure. the realistic spoofs better, and so yeah, I enjoyed the fact that I like felt for the characters. Maybe. Yeah, they do a good job with that. They're they're very likable doofuses, even though they all have these like very obvious character flaws and stuff. But you still like kind of root for them in in certain way, even though they're like their thing is that they're like full of themselves right yeah. like ultimately i also think part i think the timing of this movie in like music history is good because it yeah. was like a big like transition time in rock and roll like uh you know there was like a i would say like the 70s was like the heyday for like the best this is my personal opinion, yeah but for, sure. for the for best sure. rock and roll and then it got worse in the 80s and then there was like sort of like the counter cult or like the flip and reverse of it in the 90s with like the capital a alternative Irony uh, became more of a thing in music yeah. also. And, yeah, yeah, and then now to, the 2000s have flipped more towards sincerity again, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, but this this era was just like, I feel like rock music was like kind of like misguided, and so yeah. that's why this band is too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like this band is having like an identity crisis, and also there's like, right, so much of it is like, 
uh, with hair metal, like there's a huge like braggadocio element to it of like being a sex god and yeah. like being and like so just to see these guys like putting on a performance to like inflate their egos only to look like fucking idiots, I yeah. think is like the core of this yeah. comedy. Yeah. And then just one, my last note is just when uh, the Fran Drescher is challenging them on their album art saying it's um, misogynistic and she describes it and it sounds like depraved, like nasty. Horrifying, it's, yes. yeah. And then <clears throat> them, because we've mentioned on this podcast before, like the scary movie writers when they just do like, it's like the joke is that the, the guy's doing spousal abuse a lot to a comic extent. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the joke. Yeah. And then when she's calling out uh, Spinal Tap and they're like, oh, no, the album cover. It's ironic. We're doing it to make fun of <laughs> yeah. those people. That's like, good. That's, yeah. it's, it's a way more tasteful way yeah. of like doing that bit. Yeah. Which is 20 years it's before. It's from a different time. Well, it's making, they're literally making fun of the fucking scary yeah, movie. Yeah, no, writers. like way before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So... All right, that's that's all I have yeah. before we rate. I am going to give this movie a 9 out of 10 as a movie because I really enjoyed it, and it's a good comedy classic deserving of its status. And I'll say as a spoof, and I wrote this before watching the movie, 10 out of 10, this is an iconic spoof movie for a reason. Like you said, it nails this genre. It defines the genre. It defined comedy for a long time. There's no disputing how important this movie was to movies in general. Like it is literally like a very famous, important comedy. Marty, movie. sit down. <laughs> I will not. I will not stand again. Wait, I'm standing now. Well, that's all I got to say. Okay, Kelly. Kelly, do you want to go? Me, sure. What did? How did it do at the box office before I give my rating? Yeah. It actually did okay at the box office. Yeah. I believe it was a success. Good. That's all I wanted. To know. I got a double check. Right, I had to look at his notes to see if it I did says write this success down. or not. It says this movie did well. Oh, great! <laughs> Good. Very helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd give it a ten out of ten as a spoof, and probably like a seven out of ten as a movie. It's just in. Just it's uh, there's some long moments in it, you yeah. Know, some they they drag out a lot of comedic bits that didn't always hit for me, mm-hmm. but it is iconic. I'd feel bad giving it anything less than a ten out of ten. You can't argue that as a spoof. Yeah, nine out of ten as a movie. It was very enjoyable to watch, and that rewatchability factor—that's something yeah. that's like important to me. Like a movie that is like a fucking you know. You've seen Paper it before. Toss it away. Yeah. Is nothing to me. But a movie that's like a ceramic mug that I can <laughs> put on my shelf and just yeah. look at for a while. And admire, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very good. And uh as a spoof, uh I mean why I guess ten out of ten. Uh because why wouldn't I? I don't yeah. know. I mean, for all yeah. the same reasons you guys Yeah, said. it's hard to argue. If I gave it a 9 out of 10, then I would have to, like, defend that. Yeah. I don't know what to There's say, nothing, so yeah. fuck it. The even Silver the... Whoopee Cushion Award. <laughs> even yeah. the Yoko stuff, it's like, it still is making fun of, like, a trope in that happens in, like, music history, right? Like, the Yoko stuff yeah. happened in real life, so they are spoofing on that. Yeah. It's just Maybe... ti- it's tired, so it's, like, not good for the movie. I guess but the that's the thing is, like, is I feel like it's the only thing I could think to, like, knock it would be that like the it kind of feels like it starts and and ends like nowhere like you know what i mean yeah. like it doesn't feel like there's a style but i love when movies do that, no so I, I, I think can't, uh, i think that's the goal of this movie is yeah. that they don't ultimately gain anything by the end of the movie like these guys are just going to keep doing it because they can't stop themselves from convincing themselves that they think yeah. they are still successful so yeah. the movie is and like it's ultimately like a, it's like a slice, slice of life, life. yeah yeah because yeah, exactly. it's <clears throat> I don't know, which which makes sense for a mockumentary. It's not really 
It's just supposed to give you a glimpse into their lives. Yeah. So it feels more real to yeah. me. A mocking documentary. Yes. It, a, rocking, a rocking mocking documentary. <laughs> a rocking mockumentary. Mock rock. Yeah. Why are you wasting so much time, A rocking Scott? mocking documentary. <laughs> Film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty? Marty? <laughs> yes, Martin? Scott? Do you have a song to play us? I, you know, I do have a, f- a song to play you, but I also have... What I would call an essay to present to the class today. Right, so, I'll Kelly, get... let's uh, get a pot of coffee on and we'll yeah. just leave him. Uh... Get some pie. Yeah. Go to the diner. Oh, yeah. Grab a slice of Oh, sock. Marty, is there a problem? You can't get to your notes. So, for this week's very special 25th episode, we are reviewing wrestling theme songs, gentlemen. Wow. So, our first thing beep, we're going to do here. Beep, that's one. Do, 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 do. We are going to play uh, a very famous theme song. This is more special for you than anyone else in the room. Oh, it's not. So, what do you want to get? Do you want to go to Ma Fisher's, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go to The Fish or okay. The George Webb's. Yeah. They don't really have pie, but I could probably just get a pie. <laughs> We all know what professional wrestling is. People have a predetermined fight in a square ring with a variety of rules dictating the bout. It's a place of grandeur, larger-than-life characters, death-defying moves, and a lot of pomp and circumstance. Wrestling entrances are a major feature in making a new character stand out. How they come out, what kind of costume they wear to the ring, and most importantly, in my opinion, what song they come out to. We played a little bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music called I Won't Do What You Tell Me, an iconic track. The glass break sound that starts off the song would send chills down Austin's foes' spines and is considered by many to be the all-time greatest wrestling entrance. What if what if right before he came out I was like what's his name? <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. That that was his theme? Yes. Don't do what you tell me is Stone Cold. I won't theme. do what you tell me. I yes. won't. Do, okay, so what if I was like, "Hey Stone Cold, play your theme right now." <laughs> and he's just like he just bursts into flames. <laughs> so a little more history. Wrestling entrance music is written to have been first introduced by the wrestler Gorgeous George in the 1940s and 1950s, who would famously come out to the song Pomp and Circumstance. Yeah, tell me which something is I that, don't Is that know. the graduation music? Yes. Nice. Gorgeous George was a fancy flamboyant na, character. Na, 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 not that one. It's not that one. <laughs> He was a fancy flamboyant character who rose to prominence with the advent of television. He's often credited as popularizing the idea of wrestling being more of a show and less about technical skill. He became a massive celebrity and was like a very popular bad guy wrestler. So he walked out to, there's something unpredictable, and in the end it's right. A bitter, I'm gorgeous, George, and I want to fight. That was good. Wrestling music has continued on today, creating fan hype and character-defying traits for all wrestlers. Famously, WWE for many years had their own in-house theme music composer named Jim Johnston, who wrote almost all of WWE's theme music for like 30 years almost, including Mr. McMahon's No Chance, Mankind's Ode to Freud, Triple H's My Time, Kurt Angle's Metal, and The Rock's Know Your Role. These songs define many of the characters, and the most wrestlers also had multiple different theme songs throughout the years. Very few have stuck why, with one. Of the ones you just named, why, like, they're all just like, get it and do it. 
go and try so Jim Johnson and then one is Ode to Freud yes because his character was like very demented so like Jim Johnson was always very famous for locking in on one part of a guy's character and defining a whole song around it gotcha so for Goldust's theme I think Goldust's character was like he was like kind of a pervert I think was like the idea so I thought it would be that he likes gold no he was like flamboyant again was the idea Mm. uh Shawn Michaels did keep his theme for most of his career which we will get to in a second so, gentlemen, I have a little wrestling theme song quiz. Oh, boy. Oh, baby. I'm going to list three wrestlers along with their theme songs, and you guys have to tell me which one of these I made up. So there'll be two real ones okay. and one fake one. And and so for the fake one, the wrestler and the theme song will the rest, be? Or the wrestler's the rest, real, the song is fake. You so got it. The wrestler's always one, real. So you're going to name five songs, and two three, of them are fake, questions. right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do three rounds. Three uh-huh. songs, three rounds of five songs each. So 15 <laughs> songs and then the three that we think are fake. <laughs> Round one. And now you guys have to decide, what, how are you guys going to buzz in for this, by the way? Um, I'll snap. You're going to snap, I'll, Kelly? I'll toot. Kelly's going to fart. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, <laughs> lower that. Wait, no, 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 okay. I'm going to buzz, do. actually. Okay. I don't want to do that. I'll Scott, ding. I'll ding. Kelly's going to ding. Scott's going to buzz. Mm-hmm. All right, name those first five songs. The first three songs are the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels theme song, I'm a Sexy Boy. The Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman's theme, I Am Stronger, or The Voice of the Voiceless, CM Punk's theme, Punk at Heart. Ding, 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 ding. Kelly. The which one's first fake? one was fake. I'm a Sexy Boy I'm is fake? I'm a Sexy Boy is fake. Incorrect, Kelly. Scott. I'm not your boy toy, baby. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, it okay, yeah, see correct. it? Okay, I think it's, if I had to guess between B and C, I want to say B is fake? You are incorrect. <sighs> Punk at Heart was the fake one. Braun yeah. Strowman's I Am Stronger is a real song. Wow. See, that's why I thought it was because it was two on the nose. I, I did that Wow. I tried to find like the most on the nose one. Which All right. You're one. not great at taking quizzes, but <laughs> giving them. Yeah. I'm the king. I mean, if I don't fail this, it's, it's a okay. shocker. It's a shocker. No points awarded, by the way, for the first round. Uh, next up, the Brahma Bull, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's If You Smell, the Mounties... I am the Mountie, or the tag team The New Day, which is Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Big E. We are The New Day. Yes, we are. We are here to have some fun. Now get in the car. We're going down to the wrestling ring. It'll be so fun. Is this a Fallout Boy song? Look how we swing. Yeah. Do they get rid of all the vowels in their title? <laughs> Off the ropes. <laughs> Scott? I think it's the third. I honestly was going to guess B before I heard that. What was B again? The Mountie is I am the Mountie. Oh, wait, no, what was A again? A was, a was uh, the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's If You Smell. His phrase, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yes. I get that. <laughs> yes. I get how that's a phrase. It's yes. kind of cool. What he's if cooking is easy. So if you smell, why would you, you're yeah, in trouble. You might as well be like my stinky duties. Like, why <laughs> Why would you call it his? Just finish the sentence. If well, his, smell. If his you smell. catchphrase eventually became, if you smell here, here what the is. rock is cooking. Here it is. It's, yes. it's, I got it. It's if you smell, and then in parentheses, what the rock is cooking. <laughs> I think or it might I think have it should been, be, been, if you smell, in parentheses, other parentheses, what the rock is cooking. <laughs> okay. The last one. El Generico, Sami Zayn's ska punk theme ripper, Worlds Apart, Macho Man Randy Savage's Pomp and Circumstance, or Badass Billy Gunn's <laughs> Ass Man. Scott? You said Gorgeous George's was Pomp and Circumstance. I did say that, yeah. So I think B is 
fake. Incorrect. They both use the same song. Hey. Oh my god! This is what I get for listening. <laughs> that was I did that on purpose. Hey. Kelly guesses Worlds Apart. Worlds Apart is also real. As Shit. is Ass Man. They were all real. It was a trick. It okay. was a trick all along. Okay, I take back what I said about you being good. At, this is Marty's That's heel like turn. That's like the worst prank. Ever. Now I'm gonna brush this microphone aside and kick your ass. <laughs> as they do in wrestling. That was just a little taste of the worldwide wrestling entertainment's theme song. So yes. we could have tied. Yes, you could have tied. I did I did open that up. But Scott is the winner for this won. round. Scotty won. One to zero. Congrats. I do recommend checking out hey, some shut entries. shut up. <laughs> Check is out your song. I want to brush this microphone aside. Is your song titled, Hey, Shut Up? Yeah, it is. <laughs> shut up, in parentheses, before I make you. Yeah. <laughs> shut up before I smell. <laughs> So I do recommend checking out some wrestling theme music compilations because they are there are a couple of good, real good bangers in those songs. So please check them out, guys. Kelly. Yeah. Do you have a novelty product for us this week? I sure do. And for the 25th episode, Uh I have a very special treat. You put it on your head Mm -hmm. and it takes you to another dimension. (gasps) Oh. Yeah, a super special treat for both of you. Oh, I think Kelly brought... Is it a hat? I don't think it's a hat. I think it's eyewear of some sort. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly is hinting at the fact that he got a VR thing recently, and he made us think that we were going to get to... You fools! VR is not a novelty, it's here to stay! (laughs) Yeah. And then he pulls out an object that is a necessity. It is uh, the thing you use. How, what, how do you I don't call even that? Know what these are. There's an egg on your Ske- head. Skull and the massager. The yolk is running down. It's a skull. I think that is what it's called, like a hair or a skull massager. It's one of those. Scal- it's those little wire massager. things yeah. with the little like rubber soft ends that you like put on your head, and it uh, gives you the shivies. <laughs> it wouldn't be this show if the novelty product segment somehow didn't involve the theme of disappointment. Yeah, yeah. super disappointing. I mean, these things are And that's always cool. good for the last segment, isn't they, it? To end on a note of being <laughs> let down. A real they bummer. feel really nice. Yeah, hey, can I try that yeah, out? Yeah, try it out. They feel great. Hey, guess what, Kelly? I've got lice. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't oh, man, you. this actually feels really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, turn the microphones off. Yeah, turn the microphones off. That's Marty's wrestling. This is his wrestling. <laughs> Dude, I would love that. He sashays into the ring. Oh, boy. I would always. I would actually love to do, like, uh, do you want this, Scott? Yeah. yeah Scott does it. Give it a try. Uh, to do, like, a funny entrance theme would always be really fun to me. Do, like, a really serious song. Why like does this, like... Overload your nervous system. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It is weird. Whoever invented it, like, can, good on them. It's because it's hitting so many spots, right? That's like the thing is, it's hitting a bunch of. Well, yeah, but you can spots. like you can. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Hey, fine. You can hit spots with just your hands too. That's true. But yeah, it's like having. I don't even know what how what would what in nature could possibly create this sensation. A real. Uh, uh, like synchronized, like if spiders spider. were able to, yeah, right. If spiders were able to do like a synchronized swimming routine on your scalp, mm-hmm. like a really big spider just puts its fucking all of its arms out yeah. your oh, head, so God. relaxing. Yeah. That's um. the other thing is like if you use it and then you don't use it for a while and then you use it again, you still get like that same first high. It's still good. Yeah. What are you going to Google search uh, to find this picture for the Instagram page? Ooh, I don't know. Skull massager, I think, yeah. Yeah, it'll probably come on. For the riddle, you mean? I think (laughs) you can tell who's using it just by, like, the, oh. 
Oh. oh. <laughs> but let's, by, by which one of us is let's do this. Time. I want to oh. practice for the riddles. I want to uh, help you. Let's practice rhyming. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna say that. a word and you say the first word that okay. rhymes okay. that comes yeah, let's to do your it. head. Let's okay? do it. I like this. Okay. Ready? Yep. Paint. Ain't. Dog. Wog. It's <laughs> <laughs> so it's so bad. <laughs> Wog frog. All right, let's try one more time. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, tree. We. <laughs> That's all right. Mario. I, I think I have Wario. I think I just have W's on the mind. Wario. Right Wario's fine. Uh, Luigi. Luigi. All right. All right. For real. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm locking in. Locking in right now. Okay. Light. Bright. Wall. Tall. Dog. Log. <laughs> I almost walked. I, saw, I, 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 I saw your lips oh. form the W. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna say wog so you can't rhyme. <laughs> so you oh, can't. I <laughs> guys, the riddles are not meant to just rhyme every single time, though. Like I, I do rhyme sometimes, but I'm not. I'm not trying to rhyme every single time. But when you write it, it's it does it does have a rhyme. It has a limerick like <laughs> cadence. That is, that is what I'm trying to do. Is more limerick than anything. Well, here's the thing about limericks. It's a- the rhyming a- is a- what a- makes it a limerick. That's true. There once was a riddle on Instagram. There once was a little old dog who (laughs) something and something and what? Boy, I like doing the riddles. People enjoy the riddles. People tell me they're enjoying the riddles. Yeah, people are. You walk down the street like Spider-Man 3. (laughs) I'm just dancing. I'm pointing. Everybody's yelling, love the riddles. It's the riddle guy. There's a scene in Spinal Tap where Spinal Tap meets a different (laughs) act. Mr. Spinal Tap. Yeah, Yeah, Mr. Spinal Tap, the, the four of them meet. Uh, another act that's also touring that yes. I think opened for them like the previous year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they say they're friendlies, and then when they leave, they're like, God, what an asshole. That's yeah. what people are doing to you about your riddles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a long setup for that. That burn. That was also played by a famous musician. I can't remember who it is, though. He's like a bassist from a heavy metal band, I think. Kirk Cobain. Oh, yeah. It was Kirk Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Cobain. Kirk Cobank. Kirk Cobank. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. For, but unless you guys have any, you guys want to tie this episode 25. It's a monumental episode, episode for Quick us. Quick look back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait a second. My memory is let's coming do, back. Let's Hold do on like a, a second. Like a compliment. Marty, Kelly, is that you? <laughs> oh, yes. This abandoned premise is returning. <laughs> oh, I hate doing this. No, now no. I'm remembering. No, you don't hate doing it. Can we skip this episode? <laughs> What's been your what? What was your guys' favorite spoof we've done so far? Favorite novelty song? Memories of the podcast? My favorite spoof was when we did Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> oh, we I, didn't well, do that. Check in later, Scott. Wait, are you from the future? <laughs> yeah, it's my I've reverse amnesia. Well, what do we give the rating for Little Shop of Horrors? Please tell me it was a ten out of ten. Eleven out of ten. Oh, thank God, it goes to eleven. Oh, oh, I when I looked for the year on Spinal Tap. I saw that the the rating that it had on IMDb, does, yeah. and they scored it like you know eight point whatever out of eleven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cute. Kelly, any th- any memories? Thoughts? I'll do a little uh, compliment sandwich. I like you guys. <laughs> Thanks. That's the I bread. Twentieth Century Fox. Uh, that's the jelly. Slash 
Disney. What kind of sandwich is this? Bread and jelly sandwich. Jelly sandwich. Marty, this jelly sandwich is raw. He's he's giving more components. Just wait a second. And I look forward to recording more episode with my friends. Aw, that's the ham. That's... This was this is me doing open face assignment right before class. <laughs> this week's episode, you mean? No. Yes. Oh, you mean giving the thanks? Just the just the looking back, Marty. What are you thankful for? <sighs> a good reason to hang out with my friends. Aww. Talking about what I just ch- said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm copying off of Kelly's notes. <laughs> That's the bread. Uh, watching stuff. I have a hard time making myself watch movies sometimes. Uh, so this is a good way to force me to watch some movies that I want to see. You know what? I will say this has gotten me back into watching movies, but not the ones that we right watch for exactly. This podcast. Well, yeah, this I like have to cleanse my palate. If with, anything, like, I'm never gonna film. watch like an actual movie again. <laughs> Wow, okay, well, I guess I'm thankful that I ruined movies for you guys, too. I think it's a, a blessing. That's for, okay, it was kind of already done. Yeah, you guys are yeah. both pretty checked out for movies. I'm telling you, I'm saying you didn't ruin I've been watching more movies this year than any other year of my life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not counting the spoofs and the goofs. When are we doing a goofy movie? Um, That's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs> On spoofs, goofs, and novelty songs. 